Welcome to Doing the Most, the series where we talk about the misadventures of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Georgie, execution strategist and serial entrepreneur. This series is here to get real about what entrepreneurial life truly looks like. We are driven, persistent, hardworking, ambitious. We are human, and these are our stories. Welcome back to another episode of Doing the Most, The Misadventures of Entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Georgie, and today I have a very special guest with me, Melanie Painter. Um, Melanie is actually a little bit extra special because I know I call a lot of my guests special, but she's a little extra special because she actually worked with me to edit my book, The Art of Getting Shit Done. Um, Definitely check that out at artofgsd.com if you haven't purchased or heard about my book before. But, you know, Melanie is an author herself. She's a writing coach. And previously before that, she was a civil engineer. But let me not talk too much about Melanie. I want you to give your introduction and tell the audience a little bit more about who you are, what you do. Hey, everybody. Um, Hey, Georgie. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Um, I have a great admiration. Let me say that for Georgie because (laughs) she's younger than me, but she is doing the most and she's getting shit done. And I respect her hustle every single day. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I don't really like to talk about myself, but because you asked, let me just say (laughs) I am a writing coach, um, a book writing coach, um, but I also, I also, I'm also an editor uh, recently. I also write for a newspaper. <laughs> um, anything writing, I'm there. And it is true that I am a, or I was, I should say, a civil engineer at one point in my life, a project manager, and I have managed to, I think, switch the the focus to include all of those skills and put it into everything writing. So that's where my focus is. Um, and it has been, or has been in the last couple of years. Yes. And what made you switch? So we're going to jump right into the questions. What made you switch Mm -hmm. from the civil engineer role to more so focusing on writing and being an editor and just books in general? Well, so it's a life. It was a, it was a life change. Um, my mom passed away about nine years ago and I had a very hard time adjusting because I'm an only child. Um, and if any of you have heard about my story before, I spent about three and a half years journaling um, through that process. But at, at the point, just about like a two year mark after she passed, I couldn't deal with life the way it was. My, my life was very routine. I was working maybe like 12 hours a day, you know, driving an hour and a half to and from work every day. And I couldn't do that anymore. I couldn't keep up with the routine because I was missing her so much. I didn't have time to heal because I just, two weeks after she passed, I buried her and then went right back into work thinking that that would have helped me, you know, be able to deal with the loss and all of that stuff. Um, And I guess I decided I would stop working for a while and try to take a little time for myself to gather myself that turned into a five-year gathering I'm still Mm -hmm. gathering in a kind of a way but I am definitely on a better healing path I should say 
um, that journaling process for three and a half years brought me back to writing because I used to write when I was 19. I, was, I used to write for a local newspaper in my country, Trinidad, called The Express. And so I was writing then. I used to do a lot of poetry when I was 14. So writing is not unknown to me. It's something that I grew up with. I've been doing it all through my life. But I guess when you have to do it, when you get to college, when you're in high school and you get to college, you kind of fall off. You know, mm-hmm. so you don't want to do it anymore or it's not purposeful anymore. You do it because you have to get through these classes and get beyond to, to this degree. But um, I definitely made this switch when I realized that it helped me through my healing process. It was it was the catalyst for, for my healing. And I needed to go through that in order to have in order to live life and be fully um aware in that fully present so that was the reason for the change nice and i really love that explanation and that reasoning behind it because you know my condolences to your mom and i know it definitely still is a pain to bring up and talk about and no matter how many times how much time passes right a loss is a loss and people experience that in different ways and can grow through that can grow beyond like there's so many different things that could come out of it you know Mm -hmm. life is cycles right and I'm glad that you were able to find an outlet that could kind of channel that energy but I want to talk I want to touch a little bit up on it and let me know if it's too much but Mm -hmm. I see a lot of times you know that catalyst that that thing that makes people take the action to you know better serve their purpose or things Mm -hmm. that align with them has it's usually a really dramatic life change and it could come in the form of somebody passing away you know a loss of a job having a Mm -hmm. child do you see that a lot with like writers or um people in general i see i see it a lot with like entrepreneurs or you know it's like they got sick with like a very bad disease or they Mm -hmm. almost got hit by you know it's a really traumatic um thing incident that happens and it's like you kind of think to yourself hmm that could have been it (laughs) or you know (laughs) I you know I I don't even want to keep going and that is like in order to get out of that place it's like it's either I live my purpose or or what am I doing here so do you see that a lot and could you talk a little bit about that in terms of like what you see in like authors um that you work with I see it generally in people it's not just an author thing but here's I thought about this um, some time ago, that life, if we paid attention, I mean, we couldn't know this. We could only know it in hindsight. Mm -hmm. But if when we are younger, we pay attention to the things, the things that make us happy and keep us wanting to stay in that happy realm, I think that's a really good guide for the poop, the 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 thing that brings you to your full purpose in life later on. Mm. Not a lot of people can attest to that or have a yet a yet to experience it, because I have my own family members who I think haven't even gotten to that point yet. But if they really look at the the, the path or the thing that they were most attached to or brought them joy when they were younger, like in your teens when you're growing, what is the, that mm-hmm. go-to thing that you did? Because writing was my thing. It was my escape when I couldn't deal as a teenager with my parents or my mom or whatever it was. 
I stayed in my room and I wrote and I, and I, and I did art. So I was always creative, but then I have this other side of my brain because I was really good at math and I was really good at all those things. But at the end of the day, I think it's the thing that makes you flow better for life. Mm-hmm. And writing heals me when I get into, like, I would prefer to stay in on any day. Sun can be shining. It could be summertime, but I would prefer to stay in and write than to be outside frolicking. It's just, just something about it that makes me feel so good about myself. It makes me feel very purposeful all the time. And when I get involved in these projects, like lately, I've, I've, I just finished the Brooklyn Caribbean Literary Festival. And I, I'm one of the founding partners of that. And it brought me so, I started the process. It was very unknown because I really didn't think it would have scaled the way it did for this inaugural year. But just being involved in that showed me another way that my purpose with writing helped to fuel something like this. Because I was no longer writing. I didn't have to write for this. But what I had to do was showcase other people whose writing is, is, is renowned around the world. And to meet somebody like Jamaica Kincaid, I never thought I'd be able to do that in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Because she was just somebody who is so big in the writing world, you know? And I stood shoulder to shoulder with her two weekends ago. And it's been the highlight of my life since. So, so those things that pay attention to the things that make you happy, it's the, it's the thing that you want to go to when life gets rough. The thing that you will always go back to when you're going through a transition. What, what is that thing? And I never for the life of me thought if somebody had told me five, six years ago, you know, you would be writing, you would be an author and you would be writing. I'd be like, hell no. I love construction. I love being a project <laughs> manager. I love wearing this hard hat. I still have my hard hat. That's how much I love it. But I don't think I loved it as much as I enjoy writing it's a love that i have for it but i enjoy writing and writing brings me to a place of peace and purpose and i think that's the key for anybody who's out there and still trying to figure out what your purpose is your purpose will find you and that's the other thing you're not going out there to find your purpose your purpose is already it already knows it will come to you but i think the the abrupt happening in, your li- in, in anyone's life that brings you to that transition is what helps to pull the purpose in. It draws it in somehow. And I've been trying to come up with some kind of idea for this cycle of how this works because I've seen it so many times. I recently heard of an attorney who was like a high power attorney at, at a firm and she walked away from that six figure job to to do art and people think that stuff is crazy but it's not it's 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 just your your path that you have to take because everybody's path is laid out already and if you believe that then i don't know if to say it's spiritual maybe it's spiritual the way our lives are set up on some level you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but i definitely just flowed with it and I'm happy that I did. I didn't resist it. I think that's where the trouble comes in when we start to resist. Well, I'm making six figures. Why would I want to do something where I'm not sure how much I'm going to make? It will make a way for you every day. It'll just make a way for you. And Georgie, I'm sure you could attest to that as well. Yes. Because you've, <laughs> exactly. You're on your own doing your own thing, but you 
it makes a way somehow it just does you know yeah and i really like that explanation where you mentioned you know your what's meant for you kind of will always find you and i right and I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast and on a couple of my social channels when I'm like talking to folks, because I think it's, it's sad, but necessary that such a dramatic moment has to happen. Cause you know, I think my dramatic moment was like in high school where I had like, I, I, I got kicked out, I had to move, then I got pregnant, but it's just like, you know, it allowed me to refocus on the things that I wanted in a weird way versus just focusing on the things that other people wanted for me or that I think that I thought was what I was supposed to want in a sense. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I kind of fell into it versus, um, and I didn't resist it anymore. I was just like, listen, if things going to hit the fan like this, might as well have some, do what I you know, <laughs> do what makes me happy. If it's all going to hit the fan, like right. might as well have a fun ride on the way there. Right. And so I think it, I wish it happened like that. I wish people didn't have to experience that, but I, you know, the more I'm seeing it, cause I, there's certain people that, like you mentioned, are just kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. and their lives are stuck in a place and they just oh this is not gonna happen oh this is not meant for me oh you know in this like down place and you're like but if you just tried and it's like and then you see that same person that might then again go through a traumatic experience and they come to the other side now finally with the clarity that we were trying to give to them without mm-hmm. them going through the experience and I think it it's it's they're not gonna get it and yeah. I realized that you know too as like a parent certain things that my my mom and dad used to tell me when I was younger I'm like eh, okay sure and then as a parent now and like what with my children they're doing certain things or they're saying certain things and I'm like oh I see it now (laughs) (laughs) I I understand um and I could never have no matter how hard I tried no matter what I studied no matter what I did I could have never understood until I had the experience so I just hope that more people don't have to go through such traumatic experience but I I see that there is a lot of lesson within the experience if you if you are open to it because I think there's also the other side of the spectrum where the experience could happen and you let it let yourself succumb to it right you don't you don't fight it you don't Mm. you don't try to listen to it you're just like ah man okay forget Mm. it I'm done and you just kind of end up in a worse place than where you started but if you really like she said listen to the signs and listen to what 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 the experience is kind of telling you Mm -hmm. and take notes I am a big journal lover same as you have been journaling writing for a very long time even when I was a child um certain things where I didn't want to talk about it out loud various family members and friends and family friends say they still have letters from me because I would just if I had something to say and mm-hmm. it was very deep or impactful I would write them like four or five page long oh my letters. gosh that was me too I could <laughs> only explain my feelings on paper and if you ask me to, to talk to you about it I would not be able to articulate it very well but if you ask me to write it oh mm-hmm. my god I could write beautiful prose for you you would be like Woo! if you were mad at me you would immediately not be mad at me you yeah. forgive me <laughs> yeah, yeah and and then now that i look back i'm just like yeah i write down everything i got two to three journals at me at one on me at one time if you were like what girl i'm like this is this is this is just this is me right <laughs> and 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 i think that goes a long way from you know what you do for a living to mm-hmm. what your inspirations are but i think it all comes down to this root of we only have one life right and right. we're all gonna die i don't mm-hmm. know some people too scared of death we all gonna die um and I think accepting that you're gonna die or you're gonna die someday right allows you to take chances today or 
not say no or say yes to what you need to do or even say no right Mm -hmm. um today I was supposed to go somewhere during the daytime and I was just like does this really you know I paid for it it was a decent amount of money and I was like is it worth it right what what am I losing out if I go to this thing that I kind of don't feel like going to anymore and what am I gaining if I don't go and not going allows me to have you know a, a, a more peaceful day I had you know this whole week I've been at conferences or just super busy but mm-hmm. going staying home today would allow me you know that peace that clarity that slowdown that I needed and just to catch up a little bit on work versus having to do 10 pounds of things the next week and I was able right. to so I decided you know the opportunity, the, the cost is already spent. I can't get it back. Am I going to make this thing cost me even more time, energy, and money? Right. No. And I think more people need to be able to slow down enough to analyze that. Um, but that's for another time. So I want to, you know, we've been having a conversation so far and I want to dive into the main purpose of the podcast. You know, what's your craziest story of your entrepreneurial misadventure? So just any story that you think was a huge entrepreneurial misadventure that you've experienced. Um, don't, don't, don't share the whole list now. <laughs> um, one is good enough. <laughs> okay. Um, let me see. Um, so I came to New York, um, in 2013 or 2014, somewhere around there. And for some reason I didn't think of being an entrepreneur. I didn't, Now, let me just say this disclaimer. I had been an entrepreneur during college because I had a a business, a travel business that earned me money by the day. And I did very well because I have no student loans and I was able to tap into that. It was back in my home country. And I made, I did very well. I had somebody managing it and I did very well. And I never gave myself credit for it. So I'll just mention it here. Um, But my craziest story was thinking that I could upend an industry because I wanted to start a business doing mind mapping because it's how I organize everything that I do. Mm -hmm. And I had this crazy idea that I will come, that when I came to New York, I, I found this, I used to do exactly like you do, go to events during the day. I would just go to everything, pay for it or not, or go to free things and just network and think that that was the way that, it, you know, things will work out for me because somebody will see me and figure they could just put money in my business or something like that. That was my thinking. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I launched, I created a website. I learned to build my own websites. I created a website. I partnered up with a friend and I, I started this, I launched this business. And I thought, social media is my thing. I'm going to just launch it on social media and everybody will come. <laughs> and day one, nobody came. Day two, nobody came. Day three, a couple of people will like and stuff. And I'm just like, well, why aren't people just emailing me to get business? The thing that I didn't realize at the time was that, <coughs> excuse me, if I didn't understand the concept of what my business was offering people, they don't understand it. And then the other thing was I was having all these conversations and I had to explain for like five, 10 minutes what it is that I do. And people got bored by the, by the third minute and just, you know, they would lose interest and then move on to the next person. So networking became a very frightful thing for me. So then I thought I had to go and take a networking um, course which I signed up for another event and I went to learn to network. and 
not realizing that at the end of the day, it's you, Mel. It's you in this business. It's you. You're offering yourself in the business. It's the service that you're offering, but it's you that people want. Mm. And until I learned to be authentic in whatever it is that, that I'm doing now and comfortable, only then I was able to build the confidence and really be myself and really be present in what it is I was offering. If you're confused about whatever it is you're offering out there, I don't care if you have t-shirts, but if you don't, if, you, if you're very confused and you can't say it off in one sentence, don't bother selling it because it means you're not comfortable. Go back from the beginning and learn to be comfortable with whatever it is you're doing. And I will say that that takes time. So that was one of the biggest things for me. I spent about three years trying to get into this crazy market of getting businesses to hire me, I guess, because I wanted to do it with individuals. But then that's small money. So then I changed the model and I said, okay, I'm going to target businesses. But there was one company who was doing it and doing it so well. And I was like, I don't want to follow their model, but I just did not know how to innovate and do something different. In hindsight, again, I realized that was not for me because that is not what I was supposed to be doing, which is why it never happened. I wasted three years on it. Learning. <laughs> it is. And then I paid for a coach. And that experience also made me realize that authenticity is also key. It's great to invest in yourself and your business. I will not tell anybody, don't do it. But it's what you're investing in. Mm -hmm. so what I have to say is there are a lot of coaches out there. And I'm not dissing any coach. I'm not dissing any of the coaches that I used. I'm just saying that there are a lot of coaches out there who are on the same level as you. They cannot teach you anything except what they know right now. And what they know right now is what you know right now. That doesn't work. Because if you want to learn to build shoes, you can't go to somebody who's building shoes right now. You have to go to somebody who has built an empire, broken it down and rebuilt it again, maybe a few times. Because they know the inner workings and the outer workings of building these shoes. You understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. But a lot of us make the mistake of thinking, oh, well, I could afford maybe $300. And if I invest the 300, then I could learn what the $3,000 coach is giving me or the $30,000 coach is giving me. I'm not saying don't invest. I'm just saying be careful who you invest with because a lot of coaches are on the same level as you. Mm -hmm. and that was another mistake I made because some of the coaches that I used were, all, were on the same level as me. I learned a few things, but not, not enough to make me understand the uniqueness of what it is I needed to be doing. You know, um, I think there's a huge misconception out there that the way you have to grow your business is like this basic model that everybody follows from. Mm -mm. That is nope. inaccurate. <laughs> and I learned that the hard way. It took me another year or year and a half to figure that out again. There's, the thing is that, or, or even so that the way that influencers are doing it and scaling 
is the way that you need to grow your business. That's not true. That's not true. Your process is unique to you only. And the way your business succeeds, nobody else's business will succeed like it. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. You know? Now, you could still apply the tips and tricks from the people that you're learning from. But at the end of the day, you have to make it yours. You have to know enough about it to make it yours. When I talk about my writing, you, anybody who's meeting me for the first time has no doubt that I know what I'm, I know what I'm talking about. Because I'm comfortable. I know what I can do. But if I'm on somebody else's model for their business and I'm trying to copy that, which is another thing that I feel like when you're in a Facebook group, because they encourage you, the model is they encourage you to be in all these Facebook groups, talk to people, do this. All of that requires work and time. Mm -hmm. And it means sitting on your computer for hours on end. And every time something pops up, you get to respond. But it also very, is very rude because if you're in a group with somebody who is a writer herself and you offer in writing, if somebody pops up and said, oh, I need help writing such and such, and you respond, it's kind of rude to the person who's hosting in the group because she's the expert, right? Mm. So I'm, I'm not sure how social media really helps with this. And I, and I guess people have gotten leads, but that just wasn't a process for me. For one, I'm not a social media person. Like I not, I'm not a huge, I, I don't want to build my business off of social media. It's a great concept and some people have done it and done it very, very well. That's for them. Yep. I realize I have to touch people's lives on the ground. Personally, I have to meet you, hold your hand, shake your hand, have a conversation with you. That's the way my business works. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a longer process, but it works for me. And I've had the minute that I, I niche down and I focused on what it is I was really good at, I've had no problems having clients, none. I don't look for clients anymore. And I think that's the, the shift that had to happen before. Um, but I had to learn some things. I had, to, I had to make the fall. You have to fall first and then you have to get up. You have to get bruised and then you have to get up again. And you can't quit because this is how you make money. <laughs> so you have to keep going, you know. And you have to try different things, Georgie. Like, I see you out here trying all kinds of different things and I'm proud because you have the guts to do that and you have the energy. I don't know where you get the time, (laughs) but that's the way you will succeed. But that's you. Mm -hmm. It may not work for the person who's looking at you tomorrow morning and it may not work, work for, it may not work for me. I probably can't do what you do because that's not the model that I need to follow for my business. Mm -hmm. You know, so I did, I did overspend a lot of money. I definitely spent a lot of money. I wouldn't say how much. And I definitely invested in a lot of, of these softwares and all of this stuff. But it was before my time. I was doing things ahead of my time that I didn't really need for my business. Because sometimes less is more. And until you understand what that model is that works... I would say don't go out there spending money all willy-nilly. Like you don't need $5,000 to start a business. Mm -hmm. 
it needs to create a model that gets people to you and you have to understand how how to do that so maybe you have to touch people or maybe you have to maybe you're a social media savvy person and you're good at that maybe you like taking pictures and you're pretty you look good if that's your confidence then that works for you you know so you've got to do that but the minute i and you definitely have to try things over and over don't you can't quit on it you have to keep going if if this fails maybe try it again another time and maybe it might start picking up but you can't quit because the minute you quit is the minute you haven't really tested the model to its fullest you know what i mean yeah a hundred percent yeah i couldn't even like pause you that was there, there were so many gems like i'm i don't know if the folks are going to pick up and, and hear the, the the background noise i'm taking notes um because i want to bring up some of the, the the key things that you said because it was very much a deep dive mm-hmm. and you know what I, i'm almost i'm gonna point out some things that i really really like you know you said mm-hmm. focus on what you're good at mm-hmm. um so many people try to sell um you know packaged businesses like if you buy this course you're gonna make this much money from this business and not for nothing some of those things do work but at at a lot of times if that's not your passion or that's not your interest it won't work for you period there's no oh maybe sometimes perhaps no um there's certain people that are salespeople. there's some people that are marketers there's some people that are interactors there's some people that are virtual there's some people that are introverts extroverts and if you're not in the right field for what you're gifts and talents are you're gonna end up on the low end you're not gonna get to the five figure or six figure or whatever um big milestone marks that you're expecting to get from this it's just not gonna work because it does not align it's like trying to put a puzzle piece in a place where it just can't fit like exactly this is not the piece it's a part of the puzzle but it's just not right here it's not where it goes um another thing that you mentioned you know what works for you individually like you compared you know i kind of do a lot of things and i get a lot of energy and that's like that is my personality and a lot of people are like oh how do you do this can't you and i'm like i can't certain things i cannot teach you mm-hmm. because it i don't even it's not something that i learn it's just within me that's who right. i am period mm-hmm. i can't do anything about it I, you know some some are i sometimes think it's a flaw and a lot of people oh you're doing great i'm gonna say how you know i'm like how is this possible so i think a lot of people sometimes we get nervous and we want to fit in and i feel this i feel the same types of pressure sometimes right you know you say if you're pretty that's what you do instagram model and so sometimes i feel like maybe i don't fit in like i'm a Mm t-shirt jeans kind of girl and i did a photo shoot just the other day i did a photo shoot and you know i felt I felt, you know, they're, we're doing a photo shoot. I should dress up. And now looking back at those pictures, I'm like, I look like a real estate agent. <laughs> 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 um, by the time this episode airs, guys, you can definitely, I'm, a po- I'm, I'm writing a blog post on it. Um, and, and to just show, you know, what we might think is what's going to draw more people just because that's what's a lot of people are doing is gonna look crazy on us like i said i look like some banker real estate agent ready to sell you a house like (laughs) and i'm gonna post it on instagram because i've been you know talking and and having some ideas about i'm gonna post like a blog post on instagram and show people you know this is what it looks like when you try to get out of your element you know you Mm. it's a fake smile it's it's not it's not matching up with who you are and then you're gonna lose our opportunities on that because of doing that Mm. um another thing that i like that you said was about failing and getting back up right try fail learn Mm -hmm. try again fail again if you have to Mm -hmm. and keep learning because not everything is going to happen on the first try some things don't even happen on the 15th 
the 30th, the hundred try, but you have right. to say, okay, what did I learn from this? How can I try again? How can I improve? How can I interact? How can I, you know, do more and be more for, for myself, right? And everybody involved in my clients. Like you said, you love in-person interactions with the clients and it's okay for your, your process and your passions to evolve. I don't want to say change. I want to definitely say evolve because as you go on, you're going to learn new things. You're going to unlearn certain things. You're going to realize something that you probably had believed in since birth was complete crap. You're going to realize Santa Claus does not exist. Right. And (laughs) so you have to then adjust. And that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you or that you were wrong for believing that. It just means that now you have to change what you align with. You have to develop right not even change you have to develop and enhance what you believe in what you do and how you act and perform and so even if you do like something and something is what you want to do at one point it's okay to learn and fail from that and if you didn't have all those experiences you wouldn't be where you are now with so much clarity like you said you don't even have to go looking for customers people are coming to you because you have so much clarity and authenticity and consistency in what you're doing because you're not even doing it you're just being you Right. You know what I mean? It's just, this is me. This is how I come. This is what I look like. This is how I talk. Um, and take it or leave it. Would you like to take it? No? <laughs> cool. Next person. Would you like to, to, to take it? Yes? Oh, okay. Good. Let's see how we work together. How we, and you know, how can my service or product enhance what you're doing and how can you be a value to me as a customer? And that's the next thing too. Don't take everybody's money, right? Um, learn that the hard way as well. You can get clients that might think, you know, you align with them, but you, you're allowed to, as a business owner, to fire certain clients. Yes, so, you, you know what I mean? And it's okay because as soon as you free yourself up from what is holding you back or holding you down, you're just able to float and get, and get access to all these opportunities that you never even saw or thought of before. And the more shots you shoot, right? Just mm-hmm. keep taking a chance. Keep shooting your shot. Just try, you know, DM this person. Because the more you do it, one, the better you're going to get at it. Mm-hmm. So even if you did not know how to play basketball or, you know, if we use a basketball shoot your shot analogy, if you keep shooting those shots, at a point you're going to realize, hmm, I hit it right there. It almost went in. Let me try to do that again. Hmm, okay, it went in this time. Let me do that again. And before you know, you are one of the best players. Yep. And our opportunities are just dropping in your lap. You're like, whoa. And people are like, whoa, I didn't even know you knew how to play. And you're like, I didn't. I just kept mm-hmm. on trying and I learned. As, as as every every shot that I missed, it was a learning opportunity to get better. So that way, when I did shoot that shot that, that, that landed, I was not only ready, I knew what definitely not to do. Mm-hmm. So you know what's not going to work for you. You're not going to do, you know, some mediocre mistakes that people might do because you knew what works for you and you're you're you've accepted that and i think that's another big part of it that acceptance um so you know definitely we've had a great conversation here and uh, you know we've been here for a little while so um i think we might even have to invite you back for a part two um i only <laughs> asked like two questions <laughs> but because you know the conversation is deep and guys i definitely want you guys listening to replay this episode because there's a lot that we touched upon here even though it wasn't um, a lot of questions asked the depth and the the discovery that came from each question I think will really help to refocus a lot of folks that are current entrepreneurs that are kind of not sure where to go from here or people that are ready to take that leap and become an entrepreneur um, so the last question I want to ask to you today Mel is 
what advice or teachings do you want to leave with the audience? Like if they could take away one thing from this episode, what would that be? I'm going to give you guys my favorite Nora Ephron quote. And if you all don't know who she is, go find out. (laughs) She says, above all, be the heroine or for the guys, be the heroes of your life, not the victim. So every time if you're out there and you're trying to start a business you on this entrepreneurial journey and you feel like you're going to fall down, guess what? You be the heroine, you be the hero. Go find something that makes you feel a little better about yourself. Write a blog post, talk about how you feel. Do a YouTube video or, or IGTV. Do something that makes you feel a little better because at the end of the day, you're going to look back a few years from now and be like, oh my God, I was sweating over this stuff. It, it, it wasn't even anything to sweat over. Facts. It, it, it's true. <laughs> Above all, you got to be the heroine or the hero of your life. Don't be a victim out here. Because entrepreneurship only works if you know how to work it and if you mm-hmm, work through the mm-hmm. steps to, to work it. You know? And it's your, it's your own journey. So please, get out there and do what you got to do. Yes. And I, we couldn't have ended it on a better note than that. Um, I love that. I really, really, really love that. And just one little thing to add to it, you know, you choose how you tell that story, right? And when you mentioned being a a hero or heroine of your story, it's about not, not saying the story in a way that it's like a deficit to you, but how that your journey and your story has been a benefit to you. So thank you so much for being here today with me, Melanie. As she said, be the hero or the heroine of your own story. Um, and, and then guys, definitely check out in the comments. Uh, you'll see her information to follow her. Check her out. I've done a couple of blog posts when I talked about the journey of writing my book. Definitely included Melanie there. So definitely check out Melanie Painter and her work as a book and author and publisher specialist um thank you so much for being here with me today melanie no problem thanks for having me georgie you're welcome doing the most catch us here next week same time same place if you can't wait head on over to doingthemost.xyz to stay connected until next time keep on doing this has been a gifted sounds podcast if you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe rate and review For more podcasts, please visit giftedsounds.com.